I'm stoked. I love WGS. Now they you want me. It's too late. It's too late for love. Hey, this is Natalie from Wild Bell, and you're listening to Sound Session. Where are you right now, by the way? Uh, I'm in my apartment in Los Angeles. Nice. Um, and I'm just, um, I'm getting ready to head over to this gallery. Um, I have a show at, at the end of the month. Um, I, I'm going to, I collage, I've been making these collages and um, I call them freaks. I make these faces that are sort of like distorted versions of the original face and um my friend Brandon Boyd invited me to be a part of this exhibition uh, at the end of the month. So I'm I'm excited to do that in a little bit. When did you uh, start doing the collages like that? Um, I've been I've been collaging for years, but um, I've been making freaks for like probably the past three years, um, and it's fun. It's just it's a good um, it's a good sort of therapeutic thing when I when I can't write music or when I am off the road it's 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 fun it's it's calming for me to sort of cut things up and turn them into weird sad freaks human beings (laughs) well that's that's very very interesting um I need to ask is this the Brandon Boyd we all know from Incubus yes it is um wow He's he's one of my close friends, and he's an amazing painter. Um, and so the the show is going to be November thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a room in this gallery that he's renting out um, in this amazing gallery in West Hollywood. So it's just it's it's exciting to. Um, I mean, we're we're in the process of finishing our album. Our deadline is December first. That's that's the deadline that I've made for. For our third album, um, <laughs> it's coming up. I, I, but I'm also scrambling to get all of these um, collages together, framed, and you know I'm going to have one wall with five foot, five foot tall freaks, and then another wall I'll probably have a bunch in sort of a grid. Anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm sure you don't want to talk about collage right now and you probably want to talk about the new record <laughs> <laughs> no I, we want to hear just about you in general i mean you're from chicago so anything that you do basically is we're, we're on board with natalie thank you so much a- absolutely so wait how did this uh, relationship between you and brandon start was it all through the art for sure um when i moved out to la about four years ago i moved to venice and he was a part of this just sort of artist community out there. There's a bunch of great artists in Venice, and um, I met him through friends. And, um, you know, Elliot and I will go to Art Basel, and sometimes sometimes he'll be showing his work there. And um, anyway, Elliot's also an extraordinary artist, and hopefully one day we can show our work at Art Basel. Mm-hmm. Could you repeat that name real quick? What is it called? Art what? Oh, it's Art Basel. It's this, it's an art um, it's an art festival basically. Mm-hmm. It's, um, in Miami Beach. Um, you know the art expo at Navy Pier? Yes, yes, of course. It's kind of like that, only it's like five times as huge. It's it's kind of this gathering. Um, they've been put, they've been putting on Art Basel for 
I don't know how many years, but um, it's it's a real special event. You get to see a lot of amazing pieces. You know, that's really interesting. For some of our Chicago listeners, when... So I was born and raised in Santa Barbara, and every single weekend they have this art expo, this art on the on the beach walk every single week, and everyone is very into doing that. They're very interested in, in the art collective that they create with these communities. Do you find yourself getting more and more into this kind of culture when you uh, move to L.A.? Um, or have you always been into it? Well, it's funny because I actually haven't really felt like I've been a part of a culture. I feel like I've sort of been um, lonely in my apartment making the art. So it's funny when you start meeting other artists who have been doing the same thing, you know, because painting and collaging and sculpting and even making music, it's it's all pretty lonely and, and kind of isolating at times. And then when you can, when you find that community, um, where you're all sort of coming from the same place, um, it's it's a unique thing. Um, I I mean, there's a great artist community in Chicago. You know, um, I've got a friend, Hunter Gatherer. She's an amazing jewelry designer. My friend Kiara Lanya, she's an incredible performance artist. Um, I mean, it's fun to have communities wherever you are. Um, I have a great community of artists in L.A. and also in Chicago. Now, Natalie, you mentioned the artist community in Chicago. How did that shape your music, you know, throughout the years growing up here and living here for a while? I think that art directly influences music. Um, My mother was a painter and a writer, and there was always creation happening in the house. It was a very creative environment for us to grow up in, and my father is very creative as well, and um, they sort, they did a great job of raising us in in a home that you know encouraged creativity and encouraged the arts and encouraged music. Because I know a lot of people don't really have that. You know, a lot of kids when they're growing up, they have to rebel. Mm-hmm. They have to go in their basement and make punk rock music when their <laughs> parents aren't home or something. You know, and mm-hmm. and I don't have that story. Like I had an incredibly supportive upbringing which i'm so thankful for and and you know i i met my band through uh elliot my brother he he had been playing with eric hall and quinn kirchner um in his band nomo for years and um and so i kind of got to bring them on board when we started wild bell and there's just so many great things happening in chicago i mean the jazz scene Elliot has been involved in a few galleries in Chicago, showing his paintings and his sculptures. He's he's been making these bells, um, these bronze bells, and they're they're beautiful. They sound amazing. They sound like giant church bells. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about your family life. You, you mentioned the fact that you and Elliot are in this amazing band. You're touring the world. I know that you're uh, two of four children, though. What are your other uh, brothers or sisters doing? They're just being wonderful, wonderful human beings. <laughs> um, they're some of my best friends. I'm I'm so thankful that that I can that I can have the relationship I do with my siblings. Um, I have a younger brother, Bennett. He's a poet, and he's in New York. And you know, unfortunately, you have to have another job sometimes when you're a poet because uh, mm-hmm. poetry doesn't always pay the bills. <laughs> I don't know if it ever has paid the bills um, for anyone. 
Um, but he's he's an extraordinary dude. Um, he makes me laugh a lot, and when I'm when I feel completely alone in the world, I can always call him. So that's that's an amazing thing. And my sister Elise, she lives in Chicago. Um, she's beautiful, and she has the love the love of my life. Her child mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. like the most incredible little. He's just he's just the most incredible little man. His name's Lewis. He's two years old. Um, and they just got a new puppy. <laughs> it's all about um, the puppies. She, she has a band called Big Sadie, which is, oh, yeah. um, she plays upright bass with her husband, Colin, who plays guitar. And, um, it's a great band. That we Hopefully we can go on tour with them sometime. That is so incredible. I love the fact that your family is so musically talented and very creative and thoughtful. Your Christmas parties must be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's it's really fun, you know. I mean, we do end up gathering around the piano and um, you know, whether we're singing psalms or Christmas carols, um, it's just it's fun. To, to to be together. Yeah. Now, growing up in a family like that, were your parents just telling you to turn it up louder instead of? Turning <laughs> it down? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was just thinking about my mother. Um, she we lost her um, ten years ago, and she was always she she would just encourage me to finish what I was doing. Um, she kind of taught me the patience of being a, a student of music. Um, you know, sometimes I would sit down on the piano and I wouldn't finish a song and and she would she wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let me quit, you know, and, and one time I, I played violin when I was younger and I went home one day and I was crying and I was just I just didn't want to be in the orchestra anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just begged my mom, I said, please please can I just quit? I don't want to go to the orchestra anymore. I don't want to be a part of it. And she she was like, you can't quit until you know what you're giving up. Which is a really, it's, she was such a hard worker, um, whether she was painting or writing or preaching. Um, she, she always encouraged and inspired um Work, you know, hard work and dedication and devotion to what your heart, you know, like the gifts that God gives you, you can't neglect them, you can't abandon them, you have to use them as tools. And um, so, so I'm glad that she, I, I'm thankful for that. Now, you mentioned sitting down at the piano. Is that how you go about writing songs nowadays for Wild Bell? Or like, how, how does the song start? What's the inception of most of your songs? Yeah, um, I mean, it. You know, it always depends. It's like sometimes, sometimes I'll sit down at the Wurlitzer. Sometimes I'll, you know, pick up my Mustang guitar. Um, but it's the most fun time. Like the most fun I have writing a song is when I'm with Elliot, and we just sort of start with a beat and it's very raw and we just get a really sexy beat going mm-hmm. and he's kind of like he's like the beat maestro yes. 
I'm like, he's the new Timberland, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But speaking be, of Timberland, well, you the know, other day, I, what? Go, I was gonna say, go ahead. Well, I I I wrote this song the other day. Um, it's called "Let the Bells Ring," um, and it's actually my new favorite song on the album. Um, but the beat is so sexy, and then I was like, maybe I should just send this to Timbaland. Like, maybe I should just reach out to him via Instagram because sometimes you, you just don't really know, you know. But <laughs> I sent him, I sent him a little video of the of the song, and anyway, he put a heart. Well, at least <laughs> he got a response. With a heart. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Timbaland loves my shit. <laughs> Right on. You know, you've you've worked with so many great uh, EDM-based artists, too. You've worked with Diplo, Major Lazer. Uh, did you ever see your acoustic songs and these songs that you write on the piano, very thoughtful, heartfelt music, like, transitioning into kind of heavy, heavy beats? Um, no, that's why I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was fun working with Wes, um... Diplo's, he's just a go-getter, yeah. hard-working hustler, and um, and it was fun to collaborate with him. I mean, I'm I am attracted to heavy beats. I'm attracted to dancehall, and I'm attracted to you know rhythm and percussion of all sorts. Um, EDM is definitely not something that I'm <laughs> that I connect with. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it doesn't feel like a part of my soul, but you know, and even the track we made with um, with Major Lazer, I didn't. Um, it still felt like a ballad to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it still is a ballad, and you know, it's, it's the way that he twisted it in his way. It was just, it was a fun collaboration, and um, it's it's fun to experiment. You know. Um, but the new album, it's certainly not EDM, but it's definitely heavy percussion. Um, in a lot of ways, I feel like we're expanding the kind of roots sound that we had on the first album. Um, I mean, I love reggae music. I love, I love dancehall. I, I, I love anything with a good beat where it gets into your body. And, and you know, I mean, dance music, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. You want people to dance to your music. You want people to cry to your music. You want people to make love to your music. Um, so I'm. I feel like it's a real evolution, but it still sounds like Wild Bell. So with this new album, are you taking it more in that direction? With like, as you said, the sexy beats. Are you, are you trying to make it a little more different and trying to evolve as a band? For sure. I mean, we need to do something new. This is a this is our third album, and so, um, you know, we have new sounds. It's a new flavor. It's a new taste for people. Um, now, how long have you guys been working on it? We've been working on it for, you know, this, the whole, since, since our last album, um, but we've been, we've been cracking the whip, you know, these past few months, and so we're just... We're just trying to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, and and this album I'm excited about because um, we 
we're we're independent artists right now. We're no longer with Columbia Records. We're you know we're self-releasing this stuff. Um, and we just self-released a few songs um, a couple of weeks ago that we kind of just we wanted to put out some music and we had recorded these songs a few years ago, but um, just surrounding all of the. All of the hurricanes, we we had a song called Hurricane, and we thought that we could do something where we could actually give back to the people that lost their homes. And, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of foundations that are donating to the hurricanes. But we were specifically focusing on um, the Caribbean, the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, um, people that were affected there because I mean I know there's there's trauma everywhere but um so we we pressed some seven inches and all of the proceeds are going to families that lost their homes Mm -hmm. that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh no you mentioned those two new songs that you released they're not necessarily new they're from your vaults um and one half can be called hurricane timely for the relief efforts in puerto rico and the caribbean islands uh with today's like social political climate going on how much is that affecting your songwriting and stylistically in your music completely it's completely affecting my songwriting <laughs> um this this album is kind of it's like it feels right it feels like right now it feels like now is the time and the album is a lot of the music and the lyrics are kind of about coming together and um, marching together. And I don't know, it feels kind of revolutionary, honestly. Um, And it feels urgent. And um, yes, of course, the political world is affecting everybody. I mean, um, the world is in a very fucked up place right now and and it needs healing and we need to we need to take care of each other and we need to help each other heal and we need to help the earth heal and it's it's important it's more important than ever that we take care of each other because you know it, it, there's a divide that's happening you know there's a division and um within within the United States you know we're we're shutting people out we're not letting people into our country we're we're making people leave their own home and go back to the country where they don't even know and it's um we have to take care of each other All right you mentioned the divide in the country uh being like immersed in the artist community like you are do you find that you and your fellow artists are feeling a little bit more responsibility to show people a way to come together through your art and music? For sure, um, definitely. And and I, I I can see a change. I can see that people really are trying to listen to each other more and trying to open their eyes and... Um, be patient, you know, we, we don't, we, nobody has the solution right now. And and I know that there's a lot of anger going on and sometimes anger is actually good for music. You know, sometimes I'm angry and I need to, 
I need to put it into my music because that is the best way to get it out. You know, um, hopefully in a, hopefully the words that you use are powerful enough and, and they don't come with hatred, but they come with peace, you know, but you can still be angry, but peaceful. And I think that, um, I think that people are confused right now and they're scared and, um, but, but, you know, we've had this president for some time now, and now I think that people are starting to realize that the best remedy for, for all of the hatred that he's putting into the world is to slow down and, and, and once again, take care of each other. We have to listen to each other and, 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 and change our behavior, you know, change our judgment on people that we cast upon people daily. And I'm completely rambling right now. No, no, it's very, you're, you're exactly right. I it, I think it's important for people to hear that, that it, it is coming from a mindset change where we need to do these, uh, you know, to make this, this move, and, and you put it in, you put it perfectly. Okay, thank you. Yes. Because I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are speaking to Natalie Bergman. She's uh, the singer of Wild Bell, a great, great band. Uh, you can pick up those new singles, Hurricane and Paralyzed. Um, listen to them on Apple Music. You can check them out anywhere that you can. They're on their site, too. Uh, Natalie, just a few more questions. Thank you again for your time today here at, on WGN Sound Sessions. Um, you know, you spoke on the importance of your mom's perseverance, you know, her focus on hard work and how you should never quit. So with all those great things in, in instilled in you, what's your philosophy on life? <laughs> Not to go too deep, but... Let's, let's ramble. Well, I mean, lately, you know, as a musician, we're sort of predisposed to depression to be honest with you like mm -hmm. it's the most mercurial gig in the business i think it's it's a fucking roller coaster oh yeah constantly an emotional roller coaster and of course i i don't want to discredit any any other art form or any other business we're all artists here mm -hmm. but i think that the record industry has been changing so much and so rapidly and it's hard to feel like you have a like a grasp on where the music is going. You know, you you spend so much time working on the music, and then it sort of gets squashed into these MP3s, and then those files get squashed, and then they end up on the internet. And who really knows? And who's getting paid for it? Mm -hmm. um, so that can be a whirlwind, and it can actually make you very depressed because it's it's so volatile. It's so unsteady, you know? Um, but as long as I'm working, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And that means constant, you know, I need to be constantly creating it. I feel like I just directed this music video for my friend Donka. I love directing videos. I love editing them. It's kind of a collage in its own. You know, I get to just splice the video together and, um, and and then I have this project at the end of the month. I get to showcase my my collage, and and then I have this amazing record that I've spent nearly two years making, and it's coming out in the new year. And so, as long as I'm busy, I feel fulfilled. And <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, and and also also 
it's so simple, but being kind to people and and actually just trying to understand that every single person has a different history and a different they, their day was completely different than yours and their upbringing was different. If you can actually just feel compassion towards people, I feel like it makes the world it feels safer to be in. Absolutely. Kindness is is so key. You know, you mentioned the new album. Do you have a name for the new album yet? Not yet. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, secondly, you're from Chicago. You have lived here. Your family, some of your family still lives here. What do you do when you come back to the city of Chicago that, that our listeners can go and check out? Oh, um, let's see. I mean, I always love going to the Art Institute. And, oh, yeah. And, I mean, I love the Art Institute. Um, um, you know, sometimes my favorite restaurant in Chicago is Avec, um, it's over in the West Loop. Avec. The bacon wrap dates. Avec, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Avec. Oh. I love their, um, they always have fish. They, they usually have a whole fish there. I'll flip that with my brother. I mean, they're so good over there, and I love everyone that works there, and they always take care of us. Um, I mean, I love the Green Mill, you know, that's mm-hmm. like just classic. Um, I've caught my brother do some of his uh, kalimba performances over at the California Clipper. Nice. Um, I mean, I mostly just spend time. I go over to my sister's house and hang out with her baby. <laughs> 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 he really is the love of my life. You know, you mentioned uh, kalimba, and sorry for my ignorance here. What is kalimba? A kalimba is an African thumb piano. Um, they originated in Africa. They're also called imbiras. Um, uh, and Elliot actually makes these thumb pianos. Um, wow! You know, he just carves the tines and um, and he and he gets beautiful wood. Um, and they're amplifiable, so they're electric. Um, and 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 he, you know, we've got a lot of kalimba on the new Wild Bell album. It's it's percussive and it's musical. It's tonal. Very very cool. Yeah, that's I can hear the sound in my head now that you that you're mentioning that. How cool. Um, so one one final question. Uh, well, actually, I have two more questions. First of all, do you have any guilty pleasures? And this could be either music, types of food, <laughs> either day to day activities. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let, let's split it. Split pleasure. it. Guilty pleasure in Chicago. Guilty pleasure in L.A. Um, I mean, let me think. <laughs> Sorry. Let me think about this. Okay, a guilty pleasure. I mean, I guess driving. I have a 1965 Mustang. Nice. And it's it's a gas guzzler. It's not good for the environment at all. So I guess I should be guilty about <laughs> feeling <laughs> pleasure driving that thing. <laughs> Is it a convertible fastback coupe? It, it's a coupe. It's not a convertible. Okay. Um, I want a fastback. I have a white coupe. Um, nice. It's in really good condition. I put a little bit of money into it, mm-hmm. but she's running amazingly. Um, and what's more I perfect than like... Feel, like I literally feel like it, like if I was in trouble or something, like like my car would like just like drive without me and like come pick me up. Like it's like the most <laughs> it's, it's like the Herbie. most reliable. 
my dad told us, like, you need to get a reliable car. And I'm like, do you understand my relationship with this car? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Wait, you said, you said she. Does she have a name? I mean, Mustang Sally is so cliche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I got I got her in Pasadena, so I call her the pony for Pasadena. Nice. <laughs> right on, right on. How cool. All right, so one last question. Thank you again for your time today. Um, you know, there's a lot of musicians who are sitting in their garage, who are sitting in their parents' basement right now. What advice would you give them to not do, to, you know, get to the next level? Because there's a lot of... Uh, things that people waste their time with when they're creating music. So what would what would you tell a young Natalie to not do to, to move forward in her career? I would say um, just be completely independent. And, and even though it's frustrating to not always have somebody like helping you out, mm-hmm. you're, you're in charge of doing everything you have to do your artwork you need to be in charge of of finishing everything getting everything to the finish line and although i'm so thankful that i had the opportunity to work with a major label Mm -hmm. at this point in the world in the record industry i think that it's very important to stay independent as an artist because the world is shifting and in the favor of the independent artist and it's just important to be free and allow yourself to be free so that you know you're you're not chained to a fucking major label <laughs> yeah now what what but, kind of freedoms yeah. are you talking about with uh, being on an independent also, I, don't, I don't maybe that's like too negative maybe no no it's not just negative. you know what what kind of you know how are you using I mean, that freedom release, just releasing stuff when i want to right. you know we we got to put those singles out. I got to press them at Jack White's pressing plant, Third Man. Oh, and nice. The, the new one in Detroit? Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Um, and it took, like, two weeks to press them, you know, and we're not waiting around for dinosaurs to, <laughs> you know, put our name in the system. Wow, yeah, that's that's a quick quick turnaround. You know what I mean? And I love vinyl. We're vinyl collectors, and um, and just... You know, I make my deadlines, and and that's how I like it. You know, I like to I I rule my destiny. Right, that's the way to go. Rule your destiny. That's from Wild Bell, Natalie Bergman. Natalie, it was such a pleasure talking to you today on Sound Sessions. Likewise, thank you so much. Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Sound Sesh Pod, and check us out on Instagram at Sound Sessions WGN.